What's up, guys? <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Caffeine and Cardboard. We're here to bring you your weekly dose of board games and the amount of time it takes you to drink a cup of coffee. I'm one of your co-hosts, Connor. And I'm Rodney. Let's get into it. So we're going to just kind of start off by telling you a little bit like who we are, why, why are we doing a podcast, why do we... Uh, why do we like games? Uh, why do we deserve to have a podcast? Yeah, because you bought a microphone, and that's <laughs> that's that's all it takes. Because I literally. invested forty dollars. That's right. So, so yeah, just who are we, and and what's our story with games? Is kind of where I want to start. And I mean, who are we as far as Rodney and Connor? Is uh, we're uh, coworkers mm-hmm. who bonded over uh, a lot of a lot of different things. But the first day I met Connor, he volunteered without me even getting to ask that he loved board games and then we locked eyes and uh it was the whole thing that's right that's right uh and so since that time we've been playing a lot of games together but um we're just a couple guys who really love hobby gaming board games tabletop games uh sometimes i think we'll talk about it and get like super serious as if it's a thing that matters we also know that it's not. We want to be very clear. We know that, like... It's not serious, but it does matter. Ah, uh, yeah, no, yeah. I yeah. think we, we see value in it besides just, like, um, how fun it was or who won or things like that. We mm-hmm. actually see uh, relational value. And, and we'll have longer-form conversations about things like that. But we also keep it in perspective that, like, it's cardboard and, and plastic and wood. If, yeah. Wood if you're a real baller. Yeah. If you go for that upgrade um my story with games is basically that um i didn't actually grow up people will meet me now and think like oh you just love games your whole life not really my family played uh, a lot of like party games and word games and that's still their preference uh the way i think about it is like um i didn't do any strategy gaming i didn't even play risk or monopoly very much really a little monopoly maybe but never really had fun still haven't um, but I remember in like party games or word games, uh, Connor's going to talk to us a little bit more about his, his, uh, gauge of, but was it fun? Uh, he's going to get to talk about that a little bit. I have another kind of phrase of like the moment, like mm-hmm. a really good game has the moment where it's like, Ooh, everybody's excited yeah. or have, or, or laughing or, you know, different games have different moments, but, um. A good party game or word game or something can have that. You know, somebody gives a funny answer and everyone's laughing. So I I always liked a game night, but it wasn't until a friend introduced me to Ticket to Ride, of all things, and then Mm -hmm. there to this to that. And, uh, yeah, I've just really fallen in love with the creative way that a handful of different mechanics can get thrown together and be interesting. I'm big on like, does a game seem really interesting? That's going to mm-hmm. be my take on a lot of things. Connor's is going to be, uh, well, he'll, he'll talk about it more a little bit later, but Connor, what is your story with games? Yeah. How'd you get to be a game loving boy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. Is that the title? That's right. That'd be one of our, like that'll, that'll be, that'll be for search engine optimization. <laughs> The next that let me tell you, many people are looking for that. if you type game loving boys <laughs> into your podcast search, yeah, uh, there's our faces. Yeah. So uh, thanks, Rodney. My story is I was just reflecting on this um, with a group of people the other night um, with my wife and, and two new friends, actually, that she's just made this year. Um, and we were talking about, you know, what did our families do to sort of bond? And people were talking mm-hmm. about 
um, you know, just like spending time together, having conversation. Um, people were talking about traveling, going on vacation. Uh, one of the guys we were with talking was talking about how him and his brothers uh, break danced together. What? That was like that was like how they bonded. That was like their thing. Him and his two brothers or three brothers. Um, and I was I was thinking about it, and I was like, man, my family's not super close, but I do remember us playing board games like that, mm-hmm. and, and not super serious ones, but sure. I do. Uh, so we watched we watched TV together. That was like a mm-hmm. a thing <laughs> we watched. What did we watch? Psych, NCIS, like these. A lot of these crime shows that I probably shouldn't be watching, shouldn't have been watching as a kid. Right. Um, but it was fine, and that's how we bonded. And then I remember uh, the moment that I was like, "Wow, games are so cool!" Was um, I got this CSI board game for Christmas, nice. and my dad and I played it like over and over again, and it was so cool. I never realized like the variability that a game could have and how mm-hmm. interesting it could really be. You know, I was used to, I was used to sorry. I was used to, yeah. um, just these very deterministic board games, you know, roll to move. Draw probably how hard. like theme can, can get, I mean, did, did you feel like, did it, uh, you, that's a show you watched, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. The, did you feel like it gave you that flavor? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Seriously. It, it embodied the show in a way that I didn't know that, right that that could happen without the show itself and so playing games was like this other sort of like i don't know it was just this really almost like transcendent experience where Mm -hmm. i was like i can get the dopamine rush the like fun enjoyment of other people's company that i get from watching a, a tv show or a movie together through playing games um Gaming for me as like a hobby though didn't really take off until college Mm -hmm. uh, when a friend introduced me to Settlers of Catan, Mm -hmm. which is one of my favorite games. We'll be talking about some favorite games later. No, I just feel like uh, we'll 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 talk about Settlers uh, on and off many times. Yeah, we'll just make its way into. You should know if you're if you're like wow, this sounds like the greatest podcast ever. I'm probably not gonna just delete everything else and only listen to this. Uh, Connor and I will agree a lot. We we just we just genuinely love each other. So it's like, if that's boring to you, you're, you're gonna get a lot of like, yeah, no, that's a great point. Uh, <laughs> until Katan comes up. So go ahead. Well, go ahead. yeah, Katan nah. and other things. But yeah, so that's when my like gaming as a hobby and as a real like interest yeah. that I was seeking out to go to game nights and and, and host them and buy new games. That was probably yeah. my freshman year of college, and so that started with. Um, with Catan, and then I was in a class um, over J-Term, my school that I went to, uh, did like a, a short semester over the month of January, where you would take a class every day for three weeks, oh, and yeah, like yeah. just knock it out, um, and it was learning to think strategically, and we played board games in this class, um, and then like sort of wrote journals and evaluated critical thinking, strategic thinking, Catan was one of those games, uh, Seven Wonders yeah. was another one. Um, I think Ticket to Ride was in there too, but we played these games and I was like, wow, there's this whole world. I didn't know any of these games existed. My, like my knowledge was these other deterministic games, the CSI board game, Trivial Pursuit and Catan. I hope that's in your top six. If it... (laughs) <laughs> the CSI board game. If the CSI or... <laughs> board game is not in your top six, you, you've changed. It's not. Uh, I'll give you a, f- a fair warning. It's not. So get your disappointment Whatever, out now. Whatever, you've changed. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of my story with games. Um, and uh, another thing that we wanted to touch on before we get into uh, the the meat of the podcast is, like, what kind of differentiates this 
uh, from any other podcast that you might listen to. And so Mm -hmm. we're coming at it from the standpoint of like, we just love games and we want to give people, like I said in the intro, uh, a weekly dose of board games in in a shortened period. Um, Because we think sometimes that board game podcasts and the like can be very long. Um, I'd love to listen to something like in my commute, like 40 minutes to work and and not have to come back to it and do that and get like a a well-rounded thing in 30 to 40 minutes. Sure. If we were uh, like as talented or smart as the guys that shut up and sit down or no pun included, uh, we would also do really long podcasts um, because I listen to those podcasts and enjoy them. Um, If we were as plugged in as Tom Vassell or, you know, other things where like we have like news to give you, uh, then then we would do those things. Yeah, we're just a couple guys that love board games and uh, we'll try to keep it, um, you know, something that's palatable and and really for me it's it's just about uh getting to the point where i can be sent a review copy of a game by a yep. publisher that's, that's really all goal. it's about yeah i i don't you know i have no loyalty to you uh to this this, this little project it's just get to the point where i'm getting free things would be kind of where i'm at yeah love it <laughs> me too honestly i'd love i uh am in the group of people that like I would still consider myself a beginner in in games, in Hmm. gaming, because I just haven't played as many games. Uh, We're sitting here in Rodney's basement, and I'm looking at this game shelf behind him that is awesome, full of games, and I'm like, I don't know if I've played uh, 25% of them. I don't know if I've played as many games as are on that shelf, but I'd like to get to a point where... uh, gaming is just something that's a part of my regular routine but for good yeah. reason not just so i can you know play as many games as possible or yeah that's for when we're retired someday right that's, that's <laughs> what that's for no um yeah that, that's really good so we'll we're obviously joking unless someone does want to just send us a free thing that would be great but uh no we're, we're joking but we love games and we love talking about games and so we figured let's put them let's put a microphone on yeah um yeah let's do it kind of give us yeah get us into uh we want to keep it short but there will be kind of oftentimes maybe not always um some kind of long form discussion yeah so we're gonna start with a, a something that's really like a big a big lens that you see games through so so go for it yeah, so uh, Rodney and I were having a conversation the other day just about just about games in general and randomness and these other elements of games. Um, and my my whole metric uh, for whether or not I like a game or I'll recommend it um, doesn't have anything to do with mechanics or theme or design or really even. My whole question about it is, was it fun and would I play it again basically immediately after? Like, would I say, yeah, let's run that back. That game was awesome. I want to play this more. Um, and if I don't if I don't feel like the answer to that question is yes, the answer to was it fun, then I'm probably not going to play that game again. Not that I wouldn't. Like, Yeah, um, sure. You know. if, you were, if you were with <laughs> a bunch of people and someone's like, oh, I really want to play this, you're, you're, I mean, yeah. in general, we try not to be the guys that are like, if we have a big game night, we're pretty blessed that we get to play a lot of games together. Uh, we, We try to always be the guys that aren't when we're in a bigger group, we're not pushing the agenda. 
We want to, as I've said recently to someone, uh, spread the gospel of games. Just mm-hmm. that they're good and and that they're fun. That and if that you, everyone should should know about them. I actually believe that. That yeah. you know anyone who hears board game and thinks Monopoly should know that that's no. Come on, or sorry, or <laughs> or those things. That's not it. Um, so if you're in a group and someone says, Connor, we've have you ever played Brass Birmingham? We've got to get this thing on the table. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if there's another table playing like Connect Four, you're 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 think you're like you're torn. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, part of the reason I love games is because I can appreciate the way that it was put together. So, I, I I appreciate Brass Birmingham a lot more than I appreciate Connect Four. Which one I'll say is more fun? I don't. I don't know that I'll. I don't <laughs> no, know that I'll give the answer. I, no, for that. I want to. I, I will end this little segment by you having to answer that. <laughs> by the way, so just be be formulating. But <laughs> but we're we're talking about Brass Birmingham. Uh, we'll we'll kind of take it from an inside joke to uh, let anybody listening in. Uh, it's the number three game of all time on Board yeah, Game Geek. Like that. Um, I borrowed it from someone which is its own interesting story we won't get into uh because that's actually probably not that interesting but yeah. <laughs> we we had the opportunity to play it connor was all you were all in oh, i was all yeah, in 100 third number three game of all time let's we got to see this thing uh you know the people who were gonna play looked at the rules ahead of time i won't say that it's the most complex game i've ever played but it's no. not it's not like Connor and I, before recording, just finished a game of Radlands. It's not Radlands. I mean, Radlands is like you. I taught you in four minutes. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, um, it's complex, but we walked away from that with with just very different experiences. I was a little bit, dare I say, thrilled by it. I really liked I it. I haven't heard you use this terminology yet. I, <laughs> you never thrilled. Heard me say thrilled? Oh, that's you know. Um, I really loved. It. I I saw I saw the hook. I saw what made it the number three game of all time. Even mm. if I could debate whether it actually is, Connor walked away. D- listen, Roxley games are not listen. In fact, Redlands is yeah, a Roxley, Roxley game. game yep. So Roxley, if you're if you if you found us because you searched uh, board game loving boys and and you found <laughs> us, then uh, we do. I like both, but yeah. we we like your games. Um. Yeah. What was so, your experience? So Brass for me was, I enjoyed playing it in the sense that like it was a new game. It's it's interesting. Obviously, it's highly rated as we talked about. But I walked away from it thinking like, just kind of this like, yeah, this inkling of like, how does that get onto the top three? And that's nothing against Martin Wallace. That's nothing against Brass. I'm just thinking like, when, when people walk away from that game, do all all three or four people involved say like wow that was yeah. a great time and i just didn't get the sense of that mm-hmm. from from brass i'm trying to think of a game that we played recently um so um the, the reason we asked this right is well first of all was it fun mm-hmm. and we have different kind of a, opinions on that although I, I do have to admit fun isn't really the word that i would use yeah but isn't what's your word thrilling no thrilling. uh it was uh it was interesting and i think that's if you're gonna get kind of um if you're gonna find differences for connor and i it'll be i think a lot of really great games uh you know the venn diagrams crossover yeah it's fun and interesting 
And in those cases, Connor and I get it on the table. Let's go. So what's the third? You know, there's like the three circles for some of these Venn diagrams. What's the third circle that overlaps there for you for brass with fun and interesting? That was like, yeah, that that was a great experience. What was the what was another element? Looking at my favorite games, they're all fairly approachable. You know, I don't have uh, so, yeah. Vital Asserta in there or anything like that. Um, maybe I thought of a word too, like polished. That's kind of like, I mean, interesting. I want my choices to matter. I want them to be interesting. I want to feel mm-hmm. like when I made a, a really good move, I, I want that satisfaction, I guess. Yeah. So polished is, and I think brass is polished. I think it's like... It would reward multiple plays, but but I don't, I don't want to stay on brass too long because really the reason I'm bringing up brass though is because it wasn't fun for you. I really you know that filter of but was it fun? Mm-hmm. I think really is cool. Mine would be like but was it interesting? Yeah, and that's where Connor and I might you know you might hear differences between us. It's yeah. subtle, but it, you might mm-hmm. hear them. You know, like I think what what differentiates and like you said we don't want to stay on brass for too long, but I think what differentiated it for me was. I didn't feel like I was part of an experience. And that's that's something in a game okay. that's, that's important for me. Brass, yes, there were interesting decisions. Um, there's some good interaction among players. Like, obviously, it's its own style of mm-hmm. game. And it's, I keep coming back to it, it's so highly rated. But I didn't feel like yeah. it created an experience for me that I was, like, able to be, like, sucked into. Right. Uh, in contrast, the other night, Connor and I played a game of Chinatown, which mm-hmm. is one of our favorites. And that will always be an experience. Now, part of that is just that the mechanism of negotiation. Right. And who you're playing with. You know, we played with fun people. You know, that's part of it. I, honestly, like I said, a game of code names. That's no shot at code names, but it just a, a kind of mass market party game can have experience yeah. and the moment and all those things if right. you're playing with the right people at the right time and all those things. I, I, the was it fun, we drilled on Brass Birmingham because it, it because it wasn't fun for Connor and it what it, what makes me curious when Connor brings this up is like it's such a moving target what what can make a game fun because um, another thing that we can say about brass I think a thing that we both think is cool is theme mm-hmm. like an engaging theme yeah totally brass Birmingham does not have that it doesn't. Uh, yeah, it, for it, me, <laughs> I, I mean, I, like Industrial Revolution, Great Britain, even the addition of whiskey barrels, right. could not. Could and not I, make I it think more that's fun. part of it. Like I, d- I didn't feel like I was a, a conductor or coal miner or <laughs> right. or. Uh, that being said, you played Hansa Teutonica, yeah, and enjoyed it. That's true. I'm, that's a great comparison too. So because that's, that's so. Tell bland me what colors. Bland, yes, uh, bland, bland colors. I mean, something like Agricola. We could argue whether, whether farming is interesting or not. But yeah, Uve's you know bucolic farming themes and stuff. I know you enough to know that you don't have like a, a passion for, you know, building networks in Germany and Hansa Teutonica yeah, or or farming Glass Road things like that. So. Also, kind of a, and this is just our opinions, right? A theme that doesn't, like, excite us or something mm-hmm. like that. So then what do you think made those games fun? Yeah, that's a great question. I think interaction among players is a big one, for mm-hmm. sure. Bra- not that Brass has none, but I felt like basically everybody could take their turn un- unobstructed, mm-hmm. or they could find a way around making their turn. And some of my favorite 
some of my favorite moments in games are when someone is just like grinding it out, thinking about like, how can I make this work? Because the person that just went before me totally just destroyed my strategy. I didn't feel like that happened in Brass. I didn't feel like I had to reroute or really rethink what was going on. I was just able to like take my turn and move on. And it's a relatively simple yeah. like action system. You're playing a card. You don't have a ton you're, of options. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I think that's part of it. I think I think interesting interesting mechanisms, which is another part of player interaction, but just just the mechanisms of of Hansa Teutonica where there's this certain which level Which is of, even more I, I mean there might be the same number of actions available to you, but I think they're even simpler. Yeah. Like when you really boil down that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think I think it has to do with the the interaction among players and just the way I, I can appreciate the way that uh, Hansa works with the like replacement um, of other players' pieces with just some random action, you know, where yeah. you can uh, I can't remember what it's called, but basically you move two pieces to anywhere on the board yeah, that you want from another like your, part. Your book action, and I that's yeah. Yeah, and I and I felt like there were times in in a four it was a four player game of Hansa Teutonica where somebody did exactly what I wanted to do and then I had to I had to think again and and the tactical element of yeah, it. yeah yeah tactical is a great way to describe it so what yeah. what makes Hansa fun for you oh I mean yeah all that stuff you mentioned that that player interaction I love a game uh, I uh, we, we have some family um, that do not do very well with like feel bad moments in games. Uh, and a lot of people don't. Uh, you don't sit down mm-hmm. at a table to like you know have your whole plan destroyed. But they, 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 they don't err. <laughs> they really <laughs> don't. And so, um, but what I love about a game like Hansa is when I'm explaining it, I'll just tell them. I'll say, we have to mess with each other. Mm-hmm. It's the game. I mean, I'm also looking at like a, a Here to Slay, which is a much simpler game oh, yeah. even yet. But that's a game where it's like, we're all going to be mean to each other. That's the game. And mm. then it can co- kind of almost put people back on their heels. At like, yeah, it's okay. We're having fun. I'm not picking on anybody. But right. high player interaction, high tactical. Um, I, I guess I'll just say, too, I, I want to make a quick mention that if somebody were listening to this and they're like, these guys are so wrong about brass, you know. First of all, well, I mean, not just like our opinion on it, but like there's so much player interaction or something, you yeah. know, whatever opinion or whatever one play. thoughts. One play. One play, exactly. We had one play of it. That was our gut reaction after one play. But that's really what you're talking about, right, is not that I'll never say yes to that game again, but there's so many games right. in the world. Right. So if you don't if you don't capture me at that one play... Yeah, totally. If you don't hook yeah. me... I'm I'm not I'm not coming back most and if, likely. And if that's a little too millennial ADHD of us, well, that's who we are. Yep. Deal <laughs> so with it. deal with it. No, yeah, yeah. That's um. I would love some more plays of Brass, but um, at the same time, I'm looking at games I haven't gotten played on my own shelf, and I'm kind of thinking to myself, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, there's some of those I'd want to get. Yeah, done before I go I th- back to brass. I think that's another part of the discussion is when I look at brass up against other games that I want to play again. I, I think most of the time I'll choose the other option, and it it, it, okay, it so, almost doesn't matter what it is. Well, I'm so glad you said that. So I think we've come to the moment where we need you to uh, official stance. This is uh, I told you Mike Sure has a podcast yeah, where he just talks yeah. about baseball. It's like my new favorite podcast. Um, they'll do this uh, segment called. Um, Oh, I forget what it's called. It's like official stance. So it's like, okay, our, our podcast has to do 
And yep. what, what is our official stance on pears or something? And they have to, they have to agree on it. Uh, the fruit? That's that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the concept of two things two together. Things what are you talking about? A set. Uh, a set, yeah. Um, this is our first ever, I guess, Connor official stamp. It, would you rather play a game of Brass Birmingham or a game of Connect Four? They're just so different. Nah, that's why I said I wouldn't give on. my answer. I, that's why I said I wouldn't give my answer. All right. If, that that so, means Connect Four. Just if I was sitting down with my wife and those were our two options, we're playing Connect Four. Okay, like, yeah. Like there that's are so fair. many there are so many variables. So let's take out the variables. Not. Let's say it's uh, a game night at Rodney's house. There's two different tables going on. Someone's busting out Brass Birmingham down here. The Connect Four table is is hopping upstairs i i think i'm gonna play connect four and then i'm gonna play something else and then potentially even something else while four people play a two-hour game of brass birmingham you know um i have a decision this friday night of if i want to play the game of thrones board game or not and i've i've had those same thoughts like is there is there another game Mm -hmm. that i could play while that one's going on and then play it afterwards uh and there's probably i might yeah i might rather play connect four so <laughs> then uh then game of thrones board game i might but you know connect four is a war game if you really think about it it's like counterinsurgents almost <laughs> well there you have it uh welcome to our pro connect four podcast <laughs> yeah and uh so you'll hear i mean this idea of, of introducing was it fun and then us talking about a game that we didn't think was that fun is is maybe us getting our sea legs. But also, I just wanted you to be able to introduce that as a concept because yeah. I think if you know if we continue making uh, podcast episodes, you're gonna hear Connor talk about. It. You're gonna hear both of us talk about that. Like, you know, we got this game on the table. Um, behind me, I have a. Uh, a big box of, of War of the Ring. I played it once. It was incredibly fun. Incredibly, incredibly fun. It took four hours. It was insane. Mm-hmm. Our nose was in the rule book often, which is usually a sign that it's not fun. Yeah. Uh, it was incredibly fun. Um, but I'd be interested to play that with you and have you be like, because it's the 10th greatest game of all time, according yeah. to BGG, to have you be like, well, is that uh, a good game, but is it fun? I, that's that's like one on my mind for yeah. like, what would Connor... Yeah, I, I feel like that's a that's a part of the discussion where theme really makes a big difference because Lord yeah, of the Rings for, for me is does, huge. Yeah. I yeah. love it. And so a four-hour game of War of the Ring where my nose is stuck in a rule book actually sounds awesome because it sounds like that was an experience worthwhile yeah. for you guys. Where... You know, I'm not ashamed to like call a game and say like, "Hey, we're not we're not all having fun right now." Like, yeah, maybe maybe there's something else for us that we can better spend our time doing than grueling and grinding through this last hour or two hours of the That's rest good. of this game. That's good. Yeah. So was it fun? That will be a, an ongoing podcast uh, gauge of when yeah. we're talking about games. It's not the only thing we consider, but man, I mean. Life's too short to play not fun board games. Yeah. Put that on a t-shirt. What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to Caffeine and Cardboard. We're here to bring you your daily dose, your weekly dose, rather. 
Yeah, woo, of board sure. games. Yeah, we couldn't do this every day. Uh, and and we, we would have put some kind of tag on whatever podcast thing that made someone look up, I don't know, something about uh, Reiner Knizia and uh-huh. our stupid thing showed up and they clicked on it. So welcome. Are you talking about like search engine optimization? We uh, should just say a bunch of random stuff. That's right. So uh, that people, <laughs> so that people randomly find us. Listen, I, I, I think that's a great idea. I think <laughs> I, I was just kind of right, thinking so of hashtags, but in that case, <laughs> yeah. What are, what are we going to say? What kind of, what kind of crowd on. do we want? I guess. Right, right. Um, like at the <laughs> joking about like maybe in the person who drinks a, Pot. It's a ten cup pot. That doesn't count. I was gonna say a pot and a half, but it's just a. Ends up being a pot. In a day. Yeah. Dude. I start at five thirty, man. What do you want? We're we're live, man. We're live and in action right now. We're talking right now. We're talking. We're recorded for a minute and fifty five seconds. Oh gosh, they know all about my coffee intake. (laughs) (laughs) They. It's yeah them.